to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us, who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture, but change culture. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your new favorite podcast. Ooh, sorry, I said that real weird. Welcome to your new favorite podcast. Um, And we talk a lot of pop culture. We talk a lot about faith. And we talk a lot about femininity. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast where you're going to get a mixed bag, even though today is a very, very pop culture episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty pop culture. Um, now that I'm like looking at the docket again, so it's a fabulous one. This will be great. Um, escapism. A lot of things are going on right now that we feel as if our role is to give you guys some good entertainment for that, some good escapism. This is something you're going to want to send to your friends. So go ahead and send it over to your friend. Um, she's going to love it. Freeman, how are you? Things are great. Things are great. I just got back from a yoga class, which was really, really fun. It was with Burn Boot Camp, actually. Um, not that that's my only uh, personality trait these days. <laughs> um, yeah, I did that. Andy was in Berlin for the weekend with his dad. So it's oh. good to have him back. Um I seem to have a lot of fun, did a lot of soul searching, which is always good. So cute. He is trying to catch up on sleep. And I've been working, just making money, trying to keep up. With the colder weather, it's been a lot better money. So I'm very grateful for that. Really? I guess because people want to be inside now? Yeah. And I guess like maybe because pizza and pasta is like cool, kind of like, and wine, you know, like it's like kind of romantic and snuggly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cute. <laughs> okay, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Last weekend we had our fall meetup at the right. Hall Family Farm, so that was really fun. You, if you did not come, you missed out. You should definitely come to our next meetup. I was actually today looking at um, Airbnbs for D.C., possibly March for Life weekend, possibly, we'll see. Um, and I was going to Airbnb for that. So if that's something anybody would be interested in, let me know. Um, and then for Valentine's Day, I already have an idea of like where we could go, what we could do. So there's a lot of meetups. That is just another tenant of those are the girls. We really do want to have fun meetups where we as girls, Christian women can come together and we can chat and we can enjoy ourselves. And the best part is we have to dress up just for whatever <laughs> occasion it is. Um, so yeah, and then I also, what else have I done this week? Pretty sure that's it. Um, what did I do Sunday? Church. Oh, I am, for those who like to write, uh, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that I am writing a novel, a fantasy novel, and, um, November's coming up, so that is NaNoWriMo. And which stands for National Writing Month. And um, this hmm. year, I'm going to take it very seriously. So I've been working on, um, I've been going back and forth whether I was going to start a new project or just continue the one I'm working on. But then I'm going to continue the one I'm working on. Um, so I've been like kind of organizing that. The one year I actually did it. So I've been doing it since high school, but I've never, I'm going to be honest. I get to November 10th and I'm like, oh gosh, this is a lot. And I quit. One year, I actually went all the way to the end. I don't think I've ever gotten to 50,000 words. The plan is you got to write 50,000 words. In oh, my gosh. Month. I've never gotten to 50,000 words before. My goal is to get to 50,000 words. But more than anything, my goal is to write every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one time I did write every single day, it was when I planned ahead of time. So that's what I've been doing this week. And I'll probably be doing a lot of that this weekend, too, is, like, planning ahead of time. So 50,000 words is a book. Yes. So the idea is, like, I guess to write the first draft of your novel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So That's over a thousand thing. words a day. Say that again? That's over a thousand words a day. 
yeah, you got you got to write a lot. Um, that's why it's better to. So the very first time I did it, I started it. One of my friends told me about it. In okay, quick story. In middle school, there. So I have been a creative writer type person, and it's like just enough my eyes. Sometimes I've said, "Oh yeah, I like to write." People are like, "Oh, you write like self help or poetry?" No, I'm writing. It's fantasy. So. Mm-hmm. Reality, most of you probably wouldn't want to read it, but I like that. I like creating new worlds and X, Y, and Z. I've been doing this for a long time. So there used to be this website where it was called Ink Pop. And what you would do is as a kid, I guess, pretty much we're all kids, you would upload your story and then everyone in the community on the website would review the story. And the top five stories uh, that got like the most reviews and the most people voting like, oh, this is really good they were entered um, to possibly be published by HarperCollins now. Wow. And this went on for years. So, I mean, I was doing, and the the catch was, though, you have to review other people's stories. So, honestly, mm. looking back at that time, I there are some amazing writers out there. I mean, mm-hmm. We were all like in middle and high school that were writing, at least to me, I thought it was really good. So, you know, you're reviewing all these different people's stories and like, you know, oh, this is really good. You should have done it which is really great. So you were excited about the HarperCollins aspect of it all. But when I think about it, when I think about it, I do not think anyone ever was published by HarperCollins. They, oh. I do remember, like, there was a top five and every month you would vote. Yeah, it was every month you would vote for the top five, like, how it was. But I don't think anybody got published by HarperCollins because I guess realistically... I mean, how good were we, you know, like... No, no, no. I'm sure you guys were really good. That sounds sketch that they didn't hold up their end of the deal. Yeah, I don't think, like, I can't remember if any... And then it was bought by another company, and then it just went downhill from there. Mm. And then they Don't didn't have the giveaway anymore either, or the, like, the the contest anymore. So then it was like, oh, what's the point? Um. So anyway, so mm-hmm. around that time was the first time I did um NaNoWriMo, and I was just kind of like, oh, this is fun had no idea what I was going to write. So like, it was, it's just so much harder if you don't plan it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm planning it out this year. So then immediately. So I also did this thing. My brother um, calls me Benjamin Franklin. I handwrite first. Wow. Everyone and their grandmother types it. I like to handwrite. Cause like, for example, uh, if I'm somewhere and I have like extra time and I have an idea mm-hmm. or like, I'm like, Oh, this would be a good scene. I just pull out the notebook and like write it down. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to try to kind of, and but I will say when I handwrite, like, I, so there's parts where, like, I just have an idea, I have to, like, write down a scene. So there might be, like, I didn't think of what the color of something was, so I'll, like, leave a bracket, like, figure out color. So yeah. then what I'm going to do is I'm going to type, hopefully I'll have it all handwritten out for the most part by the end of this month. And then I'm going to type, so then I'll still be writing because there's parts that I've kind of like bracketed. For sure. Right. So that's what's been um my doing. And I'm praying like my goal more than anything is to write every single day. That is what I yeah. have to do it every somehow I have to write every single day. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited. That's also Hopefully- good for you. I am not gonna be doing that, but that sounds really fun. Yeah. You I mean you can at least write every day. Maybe if you want. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That sounds so cool, though. Good for you. Thank you. So hopefully a year from now, I mean, I definitely don't, I'm not, like, trying to be, like, a big artist. Well, you know, I'll always take fame. But um, <laughs> I'm trying, like, my goal isn't, like, like how the podcast, obviously, I do want to impact people. The, it's just a fantasy novel. But I would like to have a copy of it one day in my hand. So hopefully by 30, that's my goal. Wow, that is so cool. Technically, I've been writing this. I mean, it's on the third rewrite at this point. But technically, like, the characters in the world was set up in, like, 2016. Like, I've got to finish this one. No, that's really cool. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Are you ready to get into the stories? Let's do it. All right. Are you ready for some tea? Oh, yeah. All right, you guys. Transitioning. Did you hear about the Daily Wire? They announced that they are going to do a live action Snow White and the Evil Queen starring YouTube sensation Brett Cooper. The bombshell announcement comes alongside the release of the company's kids streaming app, 
Bentke. Bentke? That's interesting. I didn't watch the announcement. But I did see the poster. Did you hear about that? I did. And is this because they don't like that the Snow White is Latina? I think so. And they don't oh like gosh. that she was mad about um how she said that it's not going to be. I think we covered it. We either covered it or it might have been. I no, we did. It. We did. I'm forgetting yeah. what it was. She, I, we said Snow White and the Projection um, Dwarfs because I thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> she was saying how like she wanted to do a story where um, Snow is not a like she doesn't get the prince like something like that something ah uh, which yes I mean it's just children like let her get the prince whatever who cares right um, she's yeah, too woke why which is um. I mean, I'm obviously going to watch it, so let's uh, let me preference it by that. I definitely mm-hmm. want to see it. I think that's really interesting. Um, and I will, you know what? I had no idea Daily Wire had the money they had because the trailer. I'll link it, you guys. The trailer it looks really, is actually, really like, professional. Really, yeah, it's professional because you know, like my parents, if it's Christian and it's actually like Christian. My parents, well, we got to support. So they watch these. Oh, my goodness. Like, you can see the boom mic type movies. Yeah. I don't know where they even get them. So my parents said, well, you know, we got to change Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. You, you guys know boomer. Boomer people. No offense if you guys are listening. Um, and um, so honestly, that's what I was expecting. But, I mean, they and the other movies that they've done. So they've done, like, three or four other movies. I'm pretty sure most of them they just bought the rights to. They didn't actually like do them. Like it wasn't their production. Oh, uh, okay. Or like they produce. It wasn't them. Like this is fully them. So it's mm-hmm. like, wow, this. I'm impressed. I truly mm-hmm. am. I'm interested to see it. Um, I'm interested. And hopefully the actress doesn't have an opinion on anything. <laughs> well, of course she has. Whatever opinion Daily Wire. Okay, anyway. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, she seems to be a, a, a nice girl. She just got engaged this week, too. So I'm like, wow, this is a big week for her. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, And that's really cool that they're able to, you know, they have the kids app and they're making cartoon shows. So that, I think that's as, as long as they are sticking principles, I think it's good to have a parallel economy the parallel x y and z mm-hmm. as long as they're sticking with the principles and it's not you know and a couple things eventually are going to have to not be reactionary but that's you know for the future did you hear about jada pickett smith and will smith they actually Mm-mm. have been separated since 2016 oof yeah I think everybody by now has heard about it, but we didn't talk about it last week, so I just really wanted to bring that up. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. crazy. That means that the slap meant nothing. That also means that the entanglement was useless. And it's weird. It's this thing that some celebrities do where they'll be like, they'll sit down. I'm going to be open and honest right now. A, B, C. And then a couple months, or no, a couple years later, that last time I was open, <laughs> I can't even finish it. That last time I was open and honest, that wasn't the truth. This is the real me. Yes, 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 yes. And then yes. a couple months later, or a couple years later, when I was filming XYZ, I was on drugs. I'm actually WLM. This is the real. And it's like, okay, enough. Mm-hmm. Enough. And that's how I feel she does. And you guys know I love this. Well, I love this girl's music. I don't love her as much anymore. Demi Lovato, she's a queen of that. I mean, that girl has had like four or five documentaries. And it's like, mm-hmm. last documentary, you swore you were sober. And then you're saying in this documentary that like, during the documentary filming, you weren't sober. It's, it's the same energy. Of yeah. Like, yeah. So now we don't trust you. <laughs> in the video i have to show you uh i'll link the video for you guys in the video um hoda is like you're usually a sh- you're a straight shooter she's like yes <laughs> and then hoda's like but it looks like sometimes you're not and she's like 
Yeah. And Jane was like, yes. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh. Last one, which isn't a laughing matter, it's a rejoicing matter because you're on Vandersloot. He finally told Natalie Holloway where Natalie Holloway's parents what he did to her. So for those that don't know, Season of Justice, right? Season of Justice. Yes, I told you guys we're, we're going to keep getting more. We're going to keep getting more. All of you listening or I guess you hopefully you're not listening, hopefully you're not a fan, but if you have committed a crime that was evil and awful, your time is coming. Your time is coming. This is a Season of Justice. Um after I think I saw the press conference. The mom said it was 18 years. He finally oh said, Oh my gosh. I'm going to give a Can brief you imagine? Overview. I cannot even imagine. I'm going to give a brief overview. I can't imagine. Actually, um, Abby and I, for those who listen, we actually recorded an episode about Nat- Natalie Hall- um, Holloway for the True Crime podcast that we've been tr- um, trying to start. So maybe I'll like release it as just a separate. Yeah. Just, I might just release it on this thread so you guys can hear it. Um, but a brief overview, Natalie Holloway and some of her classmates for their senior trip went to Aruba. So that tells you the <laughs> tells you a lot right there about the, right, the scale that we're talking. Yes. So they went to Aruba for their senior trip. Um, and um they all went out and, you know, all these kids, I think it, it was like eight chaperones to like fifty kids or something like that. Oh geez. Not oh my gosh. And obviously these are kids who you're, when you're a senior, you think you are the smartest. You think you're all together. You think yeah, you, you're you, yeah, you're you're not never gonna die. You're basically like Superman, literally. literally. So they're out of the island. They wake up one day. Natalie's not there. Everybody's searching. They call the parents. The parents come to look to find her. They find out that the last person who saw her was Joran Vandersloot, and he was known on the island as like someone who's kind of like really sketch and everything. He there was a so the reason why he revealed it is because he got a plea deal because he extorted his her parents that he was going to tell them. I remember this. Yes, he said he was going to tell them years ago, and then he actually lied. Well, also he ended up murdering someone in Peru, so he's actually technically in jail right now for murdering another woman in Peru. Oh my gosh! And then once he's done with that, he's going to come and do another twenty years in the U.S. So he only twenty. What? Only 20? Well, he can't. He got the plea deal. So he's and he's not going to jail for murdering her. He's going to jail for extortion. Oh, my gosh. He's in trouble, which, you know, at this point, like, I understand why her. Like, I would make that deal, too, because I would want to know where my child is and what happened. To yeah. Them. Either way, he had doing 23 years for the murder in Peru. And I cannot imagine how much fun he's having in jail in um peru i, I mean i'm sure it's awful yeah literally u.s to do another 20 years so don't do the crime if you can't do the time i have no sympathy for him i'm so happy for the family i just yeah. want her mom just like she really fought for natalie like i just remember she was always on everything <laughs> I remember when this happened, um, watching it with my grandma on Nancy, Nancy Grace talked about it. Mm-hmm. Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember watching Nancy Grace talk about it with my grandma. Like, it was a big thing. And her mom yeah. fought so hard. So I'm so glad that she has some closure. And she said this was the closure. She said this is what they needed. I don't want to say what happened because it's like really brutal, but I will link it so you can look it up. But he did admit it. At least, really, you know, he did admit it. And right. closure for the family because that's what matters the most is that they got closure. All right. Ugh. Now we're going to get to our main stories. That was our segment, Did You Hear, where we just talk about really quick some random things because sometimes a lot happens in the week and you're like, yes. I don't want to talk about it. But then it's also yes. like, what more can you say? Because sometimes not mentioning it is, like, perceived as indifference or that we don't care, and that's not the case. It's just we don't have time. Exactly. So that's the did you hear, for those of you new. Now, our main stories. I switched it up. I had another story first, but this has to be because this is breaking news. This came out the day before we made the docket, the day before we recorded. From People Magazine. Britney Spears reveals she had an abortion because Justin Timberlake didn't want to be a father. The pop icon will release her memoir, The Woman in Me, on October 24th in her upcoming memoir. 
the woman in me, the pop icon 41, reveals that when she dated Justin Timberlake, she became pregnant with his baby, but had an abortion. People confirms. Quote, it was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. That would just be so much easier than I, and so much earlier than I had anticipated. Spears writes of the pregnancy in her book. But Justin definitely wasn't happy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives and that we were too young. Mm. What do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go. So when the news broke, that was this was so crazy. Um, because I don't know, I just didn't think that. Um and there's a lot of thoughts. I think I'll try to go through everything quickly, but precisely. A lot of people on the, a lot of pro boards are like, well, this was probably the best thing for them. She was able to be successful in her career. This was at the beginning of her career. A lot of people were, their idea or image was, well, she, I mean, look at her now. Like, she would not be having a baby that young, blah, blah, blah. And the reality is, it doesn't end your career. By the time you guys hear this, we'll have a blog post out by Caroline, um, who is a mother, and she wrote about this topic. Um, and mm. she listed a bunch of celebrities that have children and are still very successful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is, and this is just the reality, this is the truth. Britney Spears was, and at that time especially, she had every resource available in the world. There totally. are women who, what'd you say? I said totally. Yeah, there are women who could lose their housing or could lose a lot of things Mm -hmm. that are struggling. Britney Spears could have done perfectly fine. Nothing, I I don't, obviously there would be a year or two where she had to heal and recover. Actually, Mm -hmm. she or she should probably heal and recover. I was like, she might not have to, but she probably should. A year or two, like, you know, give your body some time. Like, yeah. Beyonce, perfect example. Brianna was every single time she's back out there doing her thing so it's not the end of the world that was one thing second thing is the whole Justin Timberlake of it all obviously I don't know about you but I've been doing Justin Timberlake for a while Cry Me a River I will say is a song that I have on my playlist that I really do <laughs> probably won't take off but I do listen to it differently because um, so in the music video for those who don't know there is uh, Britney's there's a woman in there and it's implied that she cheated on the person saying it was Justin Timberlake and they made the character look like Britney Spears mm. I mean, River came out after supposedly this abortion would have happened so it's mm. kind of like he's acting like a victim and everything when he you know is so negative and like tell her don't do it don't do it mm-hmm. also so actually so let me talk about that aspect first and then I'll talk about the other part so I think that, ladies, this is a reminder that sex is not just something you do. Haha. Right. It's very serious. And the person you have sex with matters. The person you mm-hmm. have sex with is not to be played with. It is not a joke. The person you have sex with matters. We have got to do better, not victim blaming at all. And I mean, you know what? The, and I wouldn't even really say she's a victim. Nobody's a victim in this situation except for the baby. But, um, he does need to take some responsibility. And we as women need to take responsibility when we are with men who are so low life, loser, irresponsible, lazy. I don't know the right words to describe men who would want to kill their own children, but murderers. I don't know. We need to take responsibility that we're not having sex with these men. I mean, you know, we, we have to do that. And a uh, statistic I posted on our uh, Instagram, 48% of women who've had abortions said they would not have if they had support from their partner. Live mm-hmm. Action posted that 64% of women said they would not have abortions if they had support from a partner, a family member, their job, and things like that. So support is a huge role. And I think that's, yeah. that's real. I know a lot of times we want to be like, well any woman can do it just go girl and i do believe that but the reality is right it is difficult 
right by yourself that is a truth i think we should be able to face that head on and be honest about it a lot of women would not have made decisions they would have made better decisions if they did have that support so it is very important women when you are sleeping with someone uh first it's best with a marriage um and but you know even if you look at all the statistics there's still mar- a lot of married women still go to abortion clinics my point is though yeah. that it does absolutely matter. You are sleeping with men of virtue. Um, so that's one aspect. And the last one, everybody has been playing the song. I'm not going to play this one to make me cry. Uh, every time. And that in that video, at the end, there's a part where the protagonist is holding a baby in a hospital. And this is actually, you know, the, the timeline. This came after she would have had the said abortion. If you listen to the lyrics with this context, I mean, tears. It's sad. Like, I'm not going to play it. I'll link it so you guys can hear it. Absolutely sad. Devastating. And I don't know. We don't know what's going on with her. We know she's not well. I think I think any yes. person with any type of empathy can tell she's not well. I don't want to say this is directly the result of. But I think things like this, like people don't understand abortions are not just a cute little dentist thing you do and then you go home. Abortions are serious. Mm-hmm. They can have lasting effects mentally mm-hmm. on you. I mean, it, it is not something to take lightly. It's not something that's done mm-hmm. lightly. Even if you think that, oh, it's just something I did. When you come to the reality of what has happened, it can really affect your brain. It can affect you mentally. Now, we also know that she has been on a lot of drugs that she probably didn't need at the beginning. Now, I don't know. But at the beginning, we can say she probably didn't need all those drugs. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. But I do think that coming to that realization, and then she had to express this to the writer. Because obviously, we know she didn't write this book. Like, let's be honest. She had to express mm-hmm. it to the ghost writer. So that probably mm-hmm. bringing all that back up. Like, oh, so many things. And then remember, she just had a miscarriage. She said she just had a miscarriage recently yep. a couple months ago like it's it's all just so so sad watching this um watching all of this unfold because i think that normally we when we see people now i'm kind of switching topics but then i'll get back to this when we see people who are in what it appears britney spears state is in we don't normally see them with some such a huge platform with all this money with mm-hmm. decent clothes. I was going to say her hair. Her, I wouldn't say her hair is kept. You can see her tracks sometimes. But my point is, we're not used to seeing them in the environment we see her in. So right. It's very jarring. Like, like the way she's acting. It's just, it's all just so sad and thinking. And sometimes people post clips because I would call myself a Britney Spears stan, um, like more than a fan. You, do you know what stan, when someone's a stan, you know? Okay. No. All right. So really quick, Eminem has a song called Stan and it's about this guy, who, an obsessive fan, like someone who's like, I love, like that's more okay. than a fan. A stan is more than a fan. So I was okay. a Britney Spears stan. So like, it's okay. really, like sometimes I like look at old videos. It's just so crazy to see how that a person can change like that mm-hmm. and then it almost appears that they don't want to get better and i think that's kind of hard to watch it's easier because it's a celebrity so it's kind of further from us but it's it's still kind of hard to watch because i mean i don't know that has nothing to do with the topic but i just i had to get it off my chest like i really it is i'm so concerned like i'm so concerned yeah what yeah. were your thoughts on the justin timberlake and britney's of it all I was thinking very similar things along, you know, your line. I have a lot of different kind of ways that my brain is going. First and foremost, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said about how people might be thinking, well, yes, like she's successful. Of course, you have to make quote unquote sacrifices for that success. You kind of towed the line that was really interesting by saying, is the abortion correlated to her success? Or is the abortion correlated to her drug abuse, mental health issues, domestic violence experiences, you know, depression, suicidal thoughts? I mean, we know that abortion can can 
result in some of these really, really life-shattering um, mental health issues. I wonder, I mean, so that would be my response to somebody saying like, yeah, well, she needed it for her career. Another thing that I would say in response to that is that's not what they said in the book. The book does not say, well, right. look, like it's not going to be good financially. It's not going to be good for like our look. It's merely like he didn't want to be a father. That's all that they talk about. Maybe there was more to the story, but you're right. Like when we do enter these relationships with guys, would we really be okay with them being a potential father? And I mean, for for so most far, women, probably not. So sorry. I really want to like cut you off for one second because uh, I want to say piggyback off what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. It doesn't say that. Oh, she needed it for her career. This is what she says, and I meant to include this in the snippet. It says, "To this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I have ever experienced yes. in my life." Yes, and she even writes. If it had been up to me alone, I never would have done it. And so yet that, Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. Like, I just, this just like re, re, re reminds me that like abortion really does not benefit women. Mm-hmm. It benefits abusive men. Mm-hmm. It benefits the patriarchy. It benefits capital. Like it, it benefits things that like, the left really kind of despises men like abusive men, violent men, power, you know, capitalism, systematic racism. Like these are things that abortion has actually played a huge role in promoting. Not that I'm against like capitalism. Yeah. But it's just so ironic to me. No, you're making a very valid point. And to talk about the capitalism part, because um, I'm sure someone's going to like be like, what? Um, well, that's the reality. Just like how OnlyFans is only exists because of capitalism, that's the reality. Not anti-capitalism. Um, mm-hmm. Join a Patreon. I'm not anti-capitalism. You know, like, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Buy my jewelry. But the fact of the matter is, no system is perfect. These right. things are fostering because of that. The abortion... Right. Um, Powell calls it the industrial ab- abortion industrial complex. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. There are people, com- companies, Planned Parenthood, and other private abortion facilities that get paid for dead bodies. Like, it, that's a real thing. And it is peculiar for people yeah, on the left is. to be so pro this. And sorry to cut you off, and then you can go back. But no, that's no, no, no. Thing. That's also why, like, I think we should be honest about Brittany is not the example of this because she had all the resources in the world. We can be honest about how it yes. is hard for some people to be in this situation. Like, even if you that. have every blessing you could want, the okay. mental hurdle that it takes to say yes to life is real. Yeah. Like, Throwing money, and that's another thing. Throwing money, I think the pro-life movement thinks that throwing money at this will solve it, right? Because like we see the statistics. If women had more financial support, most women would not have chosen abortion, okay? That's great, and that's true. But what about that mental hurdle for the woman that does have everything she could need, maybe even the married woman, mm-hmm. they can't get over that mental hurdle. That's a much more difficult question to ask ourselves and I think we're kind of running from it I agree and I think that's we and we have to be more honest with ourselves if we're like our goal is to save babies and to help moms that's the goal at least that's that's the pro-life goal of those other girls and we have to be honest with ourselves what are some things that we need to do what are some tactics and we have such a bad culture of death for lack of a better word of society um specifically children i mean we joke about and you know i make the dark jokes too sometimes but like the reality is like that's we have come so far from like the celebrating of children specifically the celebrating the excitement of um the beauty of bringing a soul into the universe. I, I heard someone say that once and I just can't get over that. Like 
your love, you loving someone, I'll use back to Brittany Justin, the fact that they loved each other, at least Brittany loved him. Yes. That's another thing too. She says she loved him so much. I wonder if he actually loved her, but that's a whole nother story. Supposedly their love was so strong. It caused these emotions to happen. It caused a physical reaction that brought a soul into our universe. I know. That is mind-blowing. The fact that people think that's a negative is so crazy to me. Like, your love for someone, your love for someone brings another human being into our universe to share the air, to share the space that you live in. How beautiful is that? But we have gone so far from that. The mental hurdles that you mentioned, career, um, Career is a huge fear, one. unwillingness. Fear. Yeah, um, all of these things we have to shift. That how do we shift that? I think one of the ways is just so during this time. Also, I, and this isn't on the docket, but I'll talk about it because it's it's really crazy to me. Like the timing of this, Halle Bailey, who played the Little Mermaid, she is pr- well. She's there's pictures that went out, and it does it does appear as if she's pregnant. I hate doing that so much. I absolutely like it's hurting me to say this, but everyone is speculating, and like it's part of the story, like part of the overall story. Hallie, if you're not, I want you to know that I still love you, and I am so sorry for saying that you are. Um, but it does appear as if she's pregnant, and on Twitter, oh, she's at the height of her career. I'm so tired of these men getting these girls at the height of their career. Oh, she's at the height. Oh. I can't believe she did all this negativity. And then all it's like, how could she be so stupid? How could he be so right. stupid? Right. It's like, what? And she's in a loving relationship and when she was married, but she's just mm-hmm. in a loving commitment. It's not like she, you know, went and had to a random bum. Everybody's acting like, oh, it was just one day. She just—it's not even like that. She's in a loving relationship once again it'd be better than married but you know mm-hmm. it, it's not like how could she be so she's at the height of her career all this stuff and i just think it's so interesting that and this these guy, are feminists talking like this about another woman right and it's just so interesting it came out at the exact same time the exact same day around the same time this came out and the convert it just shows like we have fallen so far from this Oh, it's beautiful that you have a child. It's great that you're having a child. And is it How can I support you? How can I love you? What can I do? Can I throw you a baby shower? Exactly. We follow so far. It's just, it's crazy to me. Like almost other than the pro-life people I follow, every comment was negative when I was reading, like saying what people were saying. That's horrible. Horrible. I hope Totally a culture of death. I hope she doesn't because- a, if she's not pregnant, this, this is awful, like terrible for her. That could really hurt her feelings. But if she is pregnant, you also don't want that mentality. I mean, if she's pregnant, she does look pretty far along. So she, thankfully, she can't do anything. She has to stick with it. But like people are so like, oh my goodness. It's just it, I'm like, how do we fix this? The only thing I can think of is like, we talk about it and we try to counteract it. Yeah. We make sure that we are keeping the culture of life. We right. are doing the things to per- to do it, but you know it's also kind of like what else can we do to like change the narrative? And I what think the culture, do? I think the culture of death is so much more than just um like killing people physically. It's negativity. The root mm. of negativity is death, like mm-hmm. death to happiness, death to joy, death to well being. Negativity is rooted in. I mean, I guess there's, of course, like legitimate negativity. Like, I am negative towards an institution for being genocidal. You see what right. I'm saying? But, like, just malicious negativity is rooted in death. So, like, creating a culture of life is creating a culture of joy, of goodness. Not, not just talking about pregnancy, not just talking about sex, but you got a promotion. That's amazing. Like, how can I support you? right? Like my friend just turned 23. Like that's a, that's incredible. You know, just you got a new t-shirt, like show me that. I don't know, just in every way, just bringing about joy because those little negative moments all contribute to a culture of death. And uh, to add to that, you're so right. It is more than just talking about that. And the idea of selfless versus selfish. We are in such a self, 
for lack of a better word, a self-love culture. And I don't want to make it seem like you have to hate yourself. I, I'm not saying that because that goes back to the negativity. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is like just this attitude of, well, um, Susie looked at me the wrong way. I am cutting her toxicity right now. Susie, sh- or Su- that's toxic. <laughs> right, right. Susie said this one thing to me once. We've been best friends for six years. I am just, t- I'm done with Susie. I am protecting my I peace. I need good vibes. I, she doesn't have good vibe. I'm protecting my peace. This whole like self, I, and, like another thing that just irks me so much. And, you know, people are probably going to disagree with this, but I'm just going to say it. It's my platform. So I say what I want. Um, No, but when people are like, when someone breaks up with someone, when both of their friends go, you did nothing wrong. You were perfect. And it's like, yes, not be true. Like, right. Logically, like that cannot be true. Yes. Do I want you to say that to me? Sure. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Yes. I'd rather you not tell me my flaws. But obviously I do have some flaws because if I didn't have flaws, it would have worked out that or like self-awareness. Yes. Self-awareness can create a culture of life. Yes. Self-awareness is what that is. Self-awareness that creates a culture of life because you're not being, everything's not about yourself. So you're Mm -hmm. able to, when you bring another soul into the universe, you're able to care about that soul. And it doesn't feel like such a burden because if you are feeling all the time, I'm perfect. I've never made a mistake. Then it'll be hard to be around. Babies are imperfect. It's going to be hard. When you tell the baby to stop crying, the baby's not going to stop crying. (laughs) I mean, that's just, (laughs) and it's not not probably (laughs) going to start crying louder. So like, if you're always, if you tell me to stop crying, I'm going to cry louder. Well, low-key, yes. Um, (laughs) My point is, you're just like, if you can learn to be more self-aware, I guess, that that still feels like not the right word. But we'll use self-aware right now. Tolerance, patience, all of that creates a culture of life. Patience. Oh, my goodness, yes. Patience. Once again, with a baby, you have to be patient. I mean, once again, oops the camera moved once again you tell that baby to stop crying i mean you have to be patient by the time they stop crying for sure these are things that i'm just i've been thinking about like what can we do to help foster this culture of life not just talking about it not just saying we're pro-life what are some other ways you guys let us know in the comments because we have got to get out of this we like we are just we're down bad right now family like we're down bad whoops (laughs) All right, so our next story is brought to you by Glamour. Um, Tia Maori clapped back about her post-divorce love life. Tia Maori was forced to defend herself after talking about her post-divorce dating life on Twitter. They have the word X. I'm not calling Twitter X. The heated exchange began on Saturday when the natural hair mogul and sister-sister star seemingly addressed public pressure to reconcile with her ex-husband Corey Hardrick. Quote, just because the dating life is complicated doesn't mean I'm going to go back to something that no longer served me. I'll read mm. it again. That doesn't mean I'm going to go back to something that no longer served me. That's like saying if I don't book an audition or a part right away, I'm going to give up on my dreams as an actor. Please just stop. I ain't that weak. Please move on because I have. Thank you. Next. End quote. She probably thought yeah. that was like, thank you. She, she probably said, thank you, next. <laughs> I got him. That's got him. <laughs> um, married woman, would you like to go first? I think this correlates a lot to what we were literally just talking about. The importance of tolerance, the importance of patience, the importance of self-awareness, and the lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> the lack thereof. You know, like, this is this is exactly what we're talking about. Like, if if others aren't serving me, then they need to be removed from my life. If that means my child, my pregnant, my pregnancy isn't serving me, my baby will not serve me. To hell with it. If this man isn't serving me, to hell with it. Right? 
that's not that's not goodness. There's no beauty in that. You're not doing anything good for yourself. You are using others as a means to your own fulfillment when in reality that fulfillment is superficial and short term. What do you think? You just preach a sermon. You're so right. <laughs> it is all connected. Um more connected. I, the idea of it no longer served me is so crazy because like I'm not married. I haven't been married. I have been in what I believe was love. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine we're married. They were married for 15 years. There would be moments where that particular person and I would maybe not like each other. We'd still yeah. love each other because I don't believe you stop loving anyone, even when you break up. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, but there will be moments where we don't like each other. Like, I think that, mm-hmm. like, that's just part of being married. And I, mm-hmm. I just don't understand, personally, I don't understand the it doesn't serve me anymore. And it could just be my personality. Like, I have friends in my, like, people who I still call friends that we don't really talk. Like, we're not, there's something wrong. But, like, if I were to see, I would be, oh, yeah, this was my, like, I just, I don't get the just dropping people off type of thing. Yeah. I've only had one friendship actually in, ever. So, like, if I met up with someone that I knew in, like, the third grade, I would say, oh, yeah, we're friends. We're not not close, but we're friends. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Like, this whole, it didn't serve me, it's just so, I mean, it goes back to, like, oh, go ahead. are, Are other people in existence to serve you? Like. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, they're we're not. in existence I'm not out of you, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're in existence to learn from each other mm-hmm. and to grow together. Like that's the essence of the human experience. And, you and see- to say that others aren't serving you means that you're God, you're the sun, and the world revolves around you. And you stick with it. You're so right. Like you just stick with things. You made a commitment. They have two children. That's the other thing that's just so crazy. I mean, they have two children. They made a commitment. You stick with it. The no like, longer. What if their children me. stop serving her? What if that? What if? Well, what? Well, well, I mean, philosophically, if right. if she's okay with dropping people because they're not serving her, would she be okay dropping her kids because they're not serving her? And I know there's definitely more to the story. For all we know, this could have been an abusive situation. Right. Like, I don't want to assume based on like this three sentences that well, they're 15 years together are just can selfish. I, can I say this really quick though, Freeman? Yes. What is very confusing, I guess you could say, about their whole thing is like, they did the whole, no, we just grew apart. We still love each other, respect each other. Neither one of them, we, at least they haven't told us, neither one of them cheated. Neither one of them, you know, like, you know how sometimes celebrities will break up and then like six months later they're all out dating someone it's that's nothing like that has happened um it never like it just came out it from what they have told us and from what we've seen it really does seem like we just we just grew apart we uh, it just didn't serve us any it our relationship didn't serve us anymore and also what does that even mean i i know i've never understood that what does it doesn't serve me mean i can only speculate she, I feel like she books a lot of jobs and I feel like he didn't. Maybe like she wanted someone, and I'm saying she only because it seemed like she's like, she seems to be the one that's the most active on social media. She seems to be the one that like talks more, but I mean, it could have been him too. Like maybe they didn't like that. I don't, I don't know. Like what is, and now that I'm saying, I'm like, I can't figure out what it doesn't serve me anymore. Like you're no longer happy. But, like, I don't know. And I think I mean, just there like, are several days where I do not feel like, you know, served, right? Like, <laughs> in life, in work, in relationships, like, and that's life. but but my question is, like, this, how can you say a relationship doesn't serve you when aren't you saying he isn't serving you? Like yes. there's a, I think there's a difference in blame happening. Like I, I appreciate that she's not blaming him. I think that's probably a, what many would consider a very mature approach. Yeah. 
But what you're really saying is he didn't serve you. Right? Yes. And I just want to know, like, I wish when people say, we just grew apart, we still love each other. A, I wish they'd just be together. And then B, I want to know, like, what do you mean grew apart? Like, I just don't understand how does it get there? Okay, well, you know what? Here's here's my answer to that. I heard in some of my classes, they would talk about, like, this phenomenon where 15, 20 years, you know, a couple is together. They've raised kids. They've done the whole they're, – they're a great team. And then the kids get out of the house, and suddenly they're with a person that they haven't connected with on a real level yeah. in decades. And you realize – you were only together because you were a great team, not because you were actually in love. So I wonder when I hear stuff about people being together 15, 20 years in that range. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's something like that, which is really wild to think about. And I think that's also probably why you should marry your best friend. I think that if you have a genuine friendship, mm-hmm. that makes a a bigger difference um sorry james my brother just hi james yeah i guess you can say it's live we're having a real genuine serious conversation (laughs) about men about men this is him for those that don't know i guess i don't know do we want to keep this in i haven't seen freeman in a minute i have to keep this in you said don't or do y'all y'all do what you you do Hey, those other girls. It's that other boy. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's single, ladies. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> but you'd have to obviously send your resume to me so I can. Resume? Yeah. Yeah. Send your resume. I want to see it. I want to know what are you. Like a dating resume or like a career message? resume? Wait, say that again? Like a dating resume or like a clear, like dating, a, dating, like a work? Dating resume. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because you're also com- campaigning to be my sister. Because I don't have a sister. Campaigning? <laughs> so like for votes? <laughs> so I, I need a... You're a uh, candidate. What? There, any woman that replies is a candidate. Yes. At best. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, we were saying... Um, <laughs> um, I don't, oh, I was saying, so this is why I think it's important for you to marry your best friend. Because yeah. I do think, like, if you're marrying your best friend, it will be, once again, ups and downs. Like, I'm thinking of people who I consider my best friend. There's some times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, we spent the whole weekend together. I cannot do this. I will talk uh-huh. next I'm week. drained. No thanks. Yes. <laughs> Till next time. Exactly. Well, Well-being. Goodbye. I- and that's okay. That's okay. Because it's not yeah. like we're still friends. Like, you know? Yeah. So. You don't have I, to live together. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Exactly. So my point is, I think that's why it's important to be with your best friend. So then when you do get into that stage, you're like, oh, wow. You guys at least can play pickleball together. And then kind of mm-hmm. rediscover that. Or my parents, mm-hmm. once again, um, are really into movies. They love old movies, too. They love cheesy christian movies that are done really cheap but they want to support the random church in minnesota that made it and they also Mm -hmm. love 1930 something movies so like that's something they like discuss them and like do this whole thing so you know that's why it's important to oops sorry that's why it's important to be with your best friend so you aren't like that but if you ended up not marrying your best friend but you already married them so you have to stick with it and that's why counseling is important too i can't tell you much advice after that if you didn't marry your best friend I don't know, but um, yeah, it all it's all connected. It's all connected. This self-ish, self-love life leads into every. It leads into me being the center of everything, Mm -hmm. and I have to do this myself as just a person who you know jokingly like loves me <laughs> yeah i mean so <laughs> elise texted me elise hey uh one of our friends texted me and asked um if i wanted a playlist of taylor swift songs that reminded her of me and i said 
oh yeah, of course I love everything. I love anything centered around me. And like, that's a joke. Obviously I don't uh-huh. really mean that, but I do, <laughs> but I do have to like, because that's my personality. I do have to like, when it, things are serious and everything's said and done and like interacting with people, I do have to work on not making the center me because when you make mm-hmm. the center you, there's no room for God. There's no room for others. There's no room for helping people. There's no room for for being a good friend. A perfect example is something that I work on a lot, especially as someone who I do like to talk a lot, especially when I'm in groups, is making sure I'm not over, like I'm not taking over the conversation. Dominating the conversation, yeah. And that's something that I have struggled, especially when I was younger. But tiny things like that. And like, you know, the more I work on letting other people talk, the more I work on, you know, oh, how was your day back to somebody? The more you get yeah. to know people, the more you can be a better friend, the more you can be a, just a better human, you know? Um, I will say part of my problem is I do end up with lots of introvert friends. And they typically just let you talk. So Yes, I've had that. And I had one girl who, like, never had anything going on. And, like... I would literally spend our friendship, like, I felt bad. It was in high school, like, just dealing with my problems. And then eventually she was like, you're selfish. I never want to talk to you again. And that actually always stuck with me because I loved her so much. But you're right. Like, people are so complex and you never know what they're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Especially introverts. Yeah. So we always, always try to be generous. Yes. I have, I'm like in one or two friend groups with only introverts. I'm the only extrovert in the friend groups. And I have to consciously, oh, you can tell us about your day now, you know? Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to do, I'm sure they do, but like, you know, introverts just don't want to talk as much. I can't relate to that at all, obviously, but some people don't. So I just think that it all, like, we cannot continue to do this, like, me centered, a me centered Mm -hmm. world is going to collapse. Mm-hmm. And that is what we have right now. That is how we get to um, a billionaire pop star male singer telling his girlfriend that he supposedly loves. Now it's just and took her virginity, time. right? And now it's just not the time. You know, that is how we get to that. So that's one be... last thing I was gonna say. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm forgetting it because I I was just listening a lot. Pop culture, me-centered, serve you, serve me. Oh, I know. Okay, I'm going to cut that. Okay. I thought that was kind of funny, but go ahead. Um, And I think it's going to start with Christians. Like, Mm. since we're all pulling at money and wealth and fame and power and we're all pulling it from each other in this greedy grab of earthly desires and passions it's going to take someone some group to not be offended when something is taken from us and to Mm -hmm. not want to take from others Mm -hmm. in order to serve ourselves it's going to take a conscious effort to resist that culture and to to lay down your sword and to to resist you know participating because i imagine this like network of people pulling and pulling and pulling up from one another in order to feed themselves and i think if one person in that network just kind of was neutral and was just non inflammatory in any way that would really have a ripple effect on that whole other network around it i don't know if i'm making any sense i don't know if this visual is making sense but it's going it's going to take us to not pull at others and not be offended when people pull at us no that you're right sense? that makes a lot of sense because especially as christians if we're like we're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be the ones that are doing the right thing in all of our friend groups, in all of our yeah. situations, when we're at work, when we are, you know, out on the town. Like we're supposed to be the ones that are doing the light, bringing the light. And I think like, you're right, if we can work on not being 
if we can work on being servants because at the end of the day that's rather than takers yes if we can be servers rather than takers like that is and people are going to see that and and do it with joy do it with joy right and we can do because that. that's self-love to provide for others that's what's really fueling your your spiritual well-being and that's really what self-love is the refueling of yourself mm, that's good that's good not this false stuff that people do not not the yeah she was mean to me that's it she's toxic that's not no that's not feeling right that's our show i hope you enjoyed it we talked a lot about the same thing over and over again because that's what's going on in america right now that's what needs to be done but it was all yeah. with pop culture lens if you enjoyed that, make sure you rate, like, review, subscribe for the Spotify question. Let us know what can we do to better foster a culture of life? Yes. In America. Like, what are we doing so that people's automatic reaction isn't, oh, my God, I can't do it, you know? Right. Um, and then another question I want to ask everybody is, um how can we like what are what's a practical example of having a servant's heart i guess yeah yeah that's really nice what's a that's really nice example and then i'll think of something else for the poll um so yeah let us know in the comments on spotify wherever you're listening Please, please, please leave a review. It really does help when you leave reviews, especially with Apple Podcasts, because that helps push us up in the algorithm. Um, so please do that and make sure you're sharing this with everybody. And I really hope you have a good day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening to. Bye. Bye.